Hi there, and welcome back to the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, Alicia Michelle. I am a Christian mindset coach and a Bible teacher. Today, we are talking about being enough, which is a very common struggle for us as women. And I'm going to be introducing this concept to us in a different format that maybe we've done here on the podcast and YouTube show. I'm going to be coaching someone from the Christian Mindset Makeover through this concept of being enough. Now, her name is Heidi, and Heidi's specific situation may not be something that you can relate to, but the idea of being enough and of having our past begin to bring some feedback into how we relate to who we are now and our ability to stand up and be seen and to do what we need to do as we're called by God, all of that comes into effect for many of us. And so as I share this conversation with you again from inside the Christian Mindset Makeover, I encourage you to put yourself in Heidi's shoes and to see what you can glean from this conversation. Now, if you love this idea of having this hot seat coaching, I wanted to tell you that this is one of the many benefits of being a part of the Christian Mindset Makeover. And we are offering the next round of the Christian Mindset Makeover coming up in fall 2021. So we would love to have you in there and to get your name on the interest list, you go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mindset dash makeover. And that will take you to a place where you can not only be on the wait list, but get some additional information about how to renew your mind, how to deal with these negative thoughts that we all struggle with. So friends, here is that conversation with Heidi. So Heidi. How are you doing? <laughs> well, I've got my box of Kleenex in case I need it. I'm feeling apprehensive. Yeah. This is like a deep, deep, dark secret that I hadn't even told my best friend. So y'all are in on it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, again, I, I know some of what you're going to share because you had shared that in the questions, but before we even share it, I want to, I want to honor the bravery that it takes to share something like this. What can we help you with today specifically? Uh, I have the privilege of leading worship and I have for decades now and I love it. I don't, oh boy, here we go. I don't know for sure if this shifted for me during a season of a lot of trials, but I'm thinking that's when it shifted. When I began to hear myself saying, almost like I needed to be pumped up to get on the platform, um, this is going to be awesome. This is your wheelhouse, Heidi. This is, oh, they're going to love the way you sound, which I don't feel like I'm a gifted vocalist. I, you know, I, and that's not self-deprecation. It's just, I love to worship. And if people enjoy uh, worshiping with me, I believe that's what they see. It's not my vocals. It's not my guitar playing, um, nothing like that. I really believe that it's the Lord, not me. And so every time I lead worship, I have this um, it feels like it's external to me because it's so foreign to me. It doesn't, I don't even, it, it, anyway, it uh, taints my worship experience because it's like I'm fighting with somebody. It's like, no, yeah. that's not true. Don't even think that. This is God's moment. This is God's glory. This is for him. And he can take whatever happens and um, make it glorify him. And um, anyway, so that's kind of it. I don't want it to taint my worship experience or whatever I might be bringing to the people anymore. Hmm. What feels like something that you would like to walk away with today in this conversation? Oh, I'd love to be able to just 
rest in the privilege it is to lead God's people in worship. I mean, that is such a, he calls. And so it's not about me being anything. I want to just rest in that. What does resting look like for you when you say, I want to rest in that? What does that look like? What does that mean specifically? What would that feel like, look like? It it means that I'm not having these constant interior dialogues going on while I'm trying to lead worship. And I want, I mean, it, it just happens the minute I start leading. It doesn't happen before. It doesn't happen after. Um, sometimes it'll happen if I'm singing along with others. Um, but anyway, I want that to just stop. I want that to stop. And I want to be filled with an awareness of the presence of God. There's peace. Would definitely, and there's a joy that would come from that because I'm I find myself heading into a self-deprecating place when I'm having those thoughts. It's like I want to rebuke myself for those thoughts. So it's just like this nasty cycle. It spins and gets worse. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like it's really it's really challenging to focus on worship when you've got all that going on. Not just even to do worship, but to enjoy it and to make it a time to praise God. Right. Right. You said that this hasn't always been this way. So what shifted or changed that you felt that this started happening and made it be something that was present? 2014 happened. Um, And uh, during that time, I had a a lot of trials kind of in rapid succession, not the least of which was my husband of 30 years decided he was going to go after a younger model or several of them. And so getting up on the platform I suddenly became very aware that I was um, rejected by the one who I thought would never reject me. And um, along with that came um, a steady weight gain. I had had a, a terrible health crisis at that time, and I was extremely thin. And as I got healthier, I was able to keep food down and I began to go back to old coping mechanisms uh, from years past and turn to food and even alcohol. Um, and, and I got heavier and heavier. There was one particular woman in the congregation who um, had been quite critical of me when I had been overweight previously. She always sat in the front row. And I know that that was on my mind. I kept thinking that the lights just were spotlights on my ever broadening hips. And I, again, I just wanted to think of the Lord. And I remember just having this battle and that's when it seemed to shift. And I wonder if that's not when I took on this, Oh, that's okay. Cause you're awesome. And all of that. I don't know. Yeah. So tell me more about how that like you said, talking about, oh, you're awesome. This is your wheelhouse. How that was an attempt maybe to pump yourself up, like you said, to be able to do it. Well, first and foremost, it got my thoughts off of if she's criticizing me in her head, which, you know, I don't even know if she is or not. Um, And it got my thoughts off of I shouldn't be doing this. I'm disqualified from ministry, which I don't believe, but that's something I struggled with um, because of my husband and and everything at the time. Um, And um, I think that it was, I mean, it's understandable on the one hand, but I don't like what it resulted in. I mean, it makes sense that I would want to tell myself truth that would overcome some of the lies that were beginning to just jump on my back and, and not leave uh, like that. I'm not worthy that I'm less than that. Nobody will want me that on all of that stuff. I right. get that. I would want to, but I didn't latch on to 
real truth. I latched mm. on to some of it was real truth maybe, but fabricated some of it, like that whole voice thing. And, um, you know, yeah. I mean, I've heard myself on a recording, so it's not, it's not good. You know, I mean, it's God can do what he want with the noises as they travel through the air molecules and, you know, make them come into people's ears differently if he chooses. But um, I know that um, a lot of what I was struggling with was um, that not enough message that I've been raised to believe. And for 30 years, um, my husband did a wonderful job of hiding his unwonderfulness while he treated me like I was amazing. I mean, he did. He treated me beautifully um, to my face. It was a big shock and I felt stupid mm. and I felt like I was on the platform with this on my forehead. Mm. Um, and I remember, yeah. you know, even one of the songs that your love never runs out on me thinking mm. about, even as I was singing that to the Lord, I was thinking, well, somebody else's love ran out on me. You know, mm. it's like yeah. I began having these arguments. Um, yeah. Those are the kinds of thoughts that I think I was struggling with. Sorry, I'm crying so much. Wow. No, crying is just releasing. It's just, you're just showing that this is something that's important to you. So that's good. This is a place where you can do that. When you had that happen with your husband, you had mentioned that he, he did a wonderful job of treating me beautifully to my face is what you had said. So is it correct in saying that you felt kind of like side I don't know what the right word would be bulldozed from the side like just unexpected like like you know just so if that's true then what might be that message that your brain was trying to do when it became now suddenly like oh nobody wants you or this isn't good or you're not good enough and what what do you think that was about if you were to guess. Yeah, because I had done a lot of mind renewal work previous to this to overcome the overeating. And so I know that it was a struggle to get back to the truth. I feel like I was kind of drop kicked back into my youth when I, those messages had just pummeled me all day, every day, practically from my parents. And I thought that I was free of that. And so I think it was like that tape picked up again. Right. Right. Track was going and it was turned up. And I mean, it was turned up. And so I think this is going to, I mean, I don't know if this makes sense or not, but it's almost like I was trying to play a new soundtrack that could drown out that one instead of dealing with it at the heart. Mm -hmm. Your brain was, is, is interesting in how it handled it. It's like, I'm hearing that what you did was not to, cower down and say, Oh, I can't do this anymore. But you decided somehow in a way to say like, well, I'm going to pump myself up. I'm just going to keep believing positive thoughts and that's going to fix this. And, and again, not, we're not judging that at all. Oh, no, I'm, not, no. I'm not judging that. We're just noticing like, isn't that interesting that that was its protective mechanism. That was how it was protecting you and yeah, how it's still continuing to protect you. And yeah. it's so interesting how these things that happen to us even later in life can trigger, like you said, those soundtracks that have, that were there. These were, these were core issues that you struggled with as a child, or you heard from your parents, or all this. And then this and on its own is a very real trauma. Mm-hmm. And yet it relates. <laughs> and so it makes sense. I just want to say it makes sense that you have this, everything kind of got shook up, you know, everything yeah. got like your 
whole identity, your whole worth right. was completely thrown in the air. And it was thrown in the air in a way that it wasn't like you saw the signs coming. And so sometimes when we, we're, we're in a place where we don't, we don't see the signs coming and it happens, our brains can be like, well, I better be super protective because, you know, I'm not going to be in that place again. Right. And that's, I have, I've found that one of the things I've done is I've made a vow. It's like, that will never happen to me again. And what that does, of course, is puts me in a place of, of high defensiveness. Oh, almost angry defensiveness. Yeah. Interesting just to kind of look at it again from a curiosity, not a judgmental way. We're not, we're, we're, we're looking at it with just a, isn't it interesting how our bodies and minds handle this in a way to try to help us cope? And so I want to go back to what you said a second ago about how you felt like you tried to use some truth, but it didn't feel like the real truth that you needed. So can you share more about that? What is that about? I think that because I was in the moment of leading worship instead of, I mean, what I should have done is probably would have been helpful to preemptively renew my mind with the truth, like the I am statements of who I am in Christ, because that is the place to get my sense of identity and worth. I get that. And it has worked beautifully, but instead I didn't do the preemptive work. I just dealt with it when I got on the platform. And as I got on the platform, it was like, you know, whatever could stop that thought. Um, No, it's awesome. I'll be okay. This is going to be great. I love this song. They love this song. So-and-so said they love this song when I sing it. It's so embarrassing. And and yeah, so I haven't ever really dealt with it until I, um, being in this class, I realized, oh, that's what this is. Um, I, 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 it resonated for me that perhaps my subconscious mind had this protective thing going on and that, um, yeah, that somehow that was flipping a switch and there I go. And it's become a habit now. Yeah. Yeah, Right. And it makes sense that it's a habit because again, whatever we reinforce and tell ourselves over and over, it's going to be created through those neurological patterns burned in our brain, so to speak. In yeah. a subconscious level. And it's not the subconscious isn't judging. This is right. This is wrong. It's just repeating a pattern yeah, and also works. trying to keep us safe. <laughs> yeah, it works. Yeah. It works really well when it's, you know, and it works until it doesn't work for us. And so we get to, when we're outside of that moment, have that mind to be able to say, God, that's not who you want me to be. And I noticed that. So help me get back to where I need to be. What feels like the thing that needs to be either acknowledged. Well, let's start with that. What needs to be acknowledged about why this may be happening, why it makes sense? Yeah. Well, even just telling myself and acknowledging that it does make sense. I mean, that's the blessing that you have given me through this coursework is because until then I was just shaming myself for what are you doing? You know, that sort of thing. And so what needs to be acknowledged is I had a lot of hits all at once that took the legs out from under my sense of identity in Christ. That's all there is to it. And my sense of identity, even as a mom, as a wife, as a, as a leader in church, all kinds of things. Um, and I was grasping for anything and everything. I mean, it makes sense to me now. Oh, totally. And I feel a compassion towards myself Good. <laughs> that sounds yeah. Right. Yeah. that I didn't feel before, for sure. Good. 
what feels like then what you need to hear to be able to get that clarity, that, that compassion in a, in a fuller way to bring the healing. Hmm. I, maybe it's the just permission in a way to work with this, like, go ahead and I can do this, some preemptive work even before I'm involved in leading worship. Um, but then also recognizing during the time I'm leading worship that this is a process and it, it took me this long to get to this point today. It's yeah. not going to go away overnight. I mean, there's no magic wand. I mean, God could deliver me, I suppose, but sometimes I think he just wants me to work with him on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one. I mean, I think I also need to just remind myself that he's not shaming on me. You know, he's not doing that. He he is tenderhearted toward me and not he's not standing there like this. You're ruining my worship. <laughs> you know, he's not doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What has felt like has kept you from believing that in the past? Mm. I mean, one of the other things I had to renew my mind about a lot was who God is and what he's like and what he does Mm. for his people. And I'm sure that there's a possibility, very likely, in fact, that um, every so often I attribute to him things that aren't a part of his character um, that are a part of, I know there are, you know, still, especially with this most recent, recent seven years ago hit. It, um, I think I tend to think, well, I thought Bob was Jesus with skin on. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's Jesus, then there's going to be a flaw in my Jesus. Hopefully sure. I've got a better perspective. So I think that's a big one for me is I need to remind myself of who God is in this and that mm-hmm. he's not disapproving. He He probably wants to hand me a different a shield other than that one and a different sword <laughs> other than uh, telling myself all kinds of kooky thing. Well, not kooky. I need to be nicer to myself than that. What would some of those words be that you think God would say to you that he's not disapproving that he's who he is that would really feel like it would bring that balm to your soul in this area? <laughs> I don't know if I can get any of that out without crying. <laughs> But um, well, that may not be, I mean, we're not, I mean, we're just, you know, we're rapid firing through this. I mean, yeah. Okay. You spend a whole hour talking about this and you may not have yeah. the answer right now. You might want to let yeah. God really, you might really want to soak in that and see what God reveals, but just on the, yeah. on the top, like what would be some things that. Uh, well, the like first that? thing that comes to mind is I delight over you. Who is singing, you're my vessel, you're my conduit to pour through you. Just keep letting me pour through you. We'll work on this together. You are my instrument. I'm playing you each Sunday or whenever it happens because I live at a camp, so it's kind of weird. But anyway, so those are the kinds of things that hit me right now. Edmund, as you say those things, does it feel like there are voices or or things that rise up that kind of like, but yeah, that kind of come against it or... No, no, I think that's because of having practiced it for so many years. I don't feel it right now. Now on a Sunday morning or whatever, there might be, (laughs) you know, but no, right now, right now, as soon as I start reminding myself of his character, who he reveals himself to be to me and how Mm -hmm. that's brought to bear right now in this moment or in all the moments when I lead worship, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm dialed in. I know it's Mm -hmm. true. I know Mm -hmm. it's true. That's amazing. That's a huge victory then that you know that that's, you can find that. I'm excited that that's, that's real in my heart for sure. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, I just want to acknowledge that, that that takes work to get to that place. So the Mm -hmm. fact that you have that already there is huge. Yeah. Yeah. 
you had started off, we, your goal was to want to find some way to rest in leading worship, that it's not about you, that God is who he is. So what would be something practical, maybe, that you could explore, try, do as a next step? Probably it would be helpful with all of my devices and whatnot that I have when I lead worship. I could have even a an index card reminding me uh, that he's delighting over me with singing, that I am his conduit, whatever those things are that he lays on my heart, you know, right beforehand, maybe even to jot yeah. down. And, um, and that, I think, to focus on something other than I can't believe I'm thinking this or whatever would be probably the first step, practically speaking. Yeah. Right. Is that something that you can practice in the immediate future? Something you can try? Yes. I, one of the things I have struggled with is stepping out of leading worship because of this. And I know that that has not been what God wants. And so reminding myself of that would be really, it's not because of talent. It's because he's called me. I need to fulfill my calling. Yeah. So um, just reminding myself even of that. Right. So what could you do maybe to gather up all of this stuff of like, I really, I would love to be reminded of this. I would love to be reminded of that. What, what would be something you could do in the next few days or however time amount of time before you leave worship again? Mm-hmm. Um, I do what I call truth lists and truth cards. And I usually will focus on a particular challenge that I have. And I just, I don't know why, but I've never done a truth list or truth card set for this. So that's really practical. And then I, I speak the truth out loud to get it wallpapering my mind. Yeah. And, um, and, and also I think one of the things your class has drawn uh, kind of brought home for me is I need to be sure that I look at what it is that I'm believing right now and be sure that I, I tear that down. I, I, I set it aside. I'm not trying to cause competition between these two sets of thoughts and what is, you know, um, so that too, but anyway, I think I'll do the truth card deck at truth or truth list, even on my phone would be good. And just practice between now and Sunday, um, going over those truths out loud. I'm home a lot so I could speak it out out loud. And that makes a huge difference for me. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Would you be willing to maybe share a little bit more about that in our Facebook group, how it goes after practicing yeah. some of that this week? We would love oh, you to bet. cheer you on and let you know. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I'll do okay. that. And just kind of to, to wrap up, what is what are some things that you want to take away from our conversation today as things to remember? I just remember to, oh yeah, this is an issue that I can bring to God and use the tools he's given me and he will, he will change my mindset. And so I I think that's important. And then um, to actually take action, you know, it's really easy for me to say, well, I could do this and do this, but I want to take action. And so I appreciate you offering opportunity to follow up in the group because that will serve as accountability for me as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was my hope is that it was you weren't seeing it as like, we're going to check up on you. But just to no. say, like, we're, we're here with you in this. And I know that it's easy to just kind of talk about these things in a, in a session and be like, oh, yeah, sure. I would love to do that. But then we all need that accountability and follow up yes. to be like, hey, how'd it go? You know, and if we were in a true coaching every week or every couple of weeks session kind of situation, then I could ask you how to go last week. But that's not happening. Mm. So, yeah. OK, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing thank you. today. Appreciate thank it. Thank you for providing a safe place. Appreciate it. Sure. Bye. 
All right. Yeah. That conversation reminded me just that we all struggle with being enough and that these past issues can often trigger some of those insecurities that we feel specifically around being enough or or finding our worth, just being willing and able to stand in that space that God gives us sometimes is a real challenge. And so that ability to have a new mindset and to have a different perspective on the situations that we encounter. A lot of what you heard Heidi talk about today is some of the work that she's already started doing in the Christian Mindset Makeover. And if that's interesting to you, if you struggle just with having these reoccurring negative thoughts, with not understanding why you get stuck in certain areas, why you can't move forward in this, or why you have an internal dialogue that that really bothers you or attacks you even, as Heidi was saying during worship, that there is just something that you know God's truth, but for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem to ring in your heart. It doesn't seem to be something that you're able to get past. I want to invite you. I want to invite you to join us for the Christian Mindset Makeover. This is a nine-week boot camp where we go sequentially from understanding how our thoughts are formed, how they are developed, and we look at everything from not only the brain science behind it, which is so powerful in understanding how our mind works and how thoughts are developed, why we have certain habits, how to break certain habits, but we also look at it from a biblical perspective. So we've got the truth of God's word along with the brain science working together in this beautiful harmony. And it's nine weeks, so it is intense, but it is powerful. We go step-by-step through understanding what is in our mind, how it has gotten there, what are some of the core soundtracks that have put it there. And then we use something called brain priming to specifically rewire those thoughts to be in line with the truth of who we are in Christ. And it's not that simple, of course, to just say, well, here's the truth and here's what we have to believe. We have to go back and understand how have we tried to shame ourselves? How have we not given ourselves compassion in certain areas? How have we not really dealt with some of the emotions around these issues that are keeping us stuck? And what are we doing with God's truth? Do we do we believe and follow it? Or are we responsible for maybe dwelling on some of these mindsets that aren't in line with our identity as daughters of God. There's so much, so much here. And we take it step-by-step through that process to create this brain priming, to begin the renewal of your minds in a very practical brain-based way, not just talking about renewing our minds, like we've all heard in Romans 12 too, but really using scientific tools to get in there and to rewire it. And then to use other offensive strategies or excuse me, other defensive strategies to build in things like joy, to build in gratitude, because we can't just, we, we want to re- renew those core soundtracks. And we also have the gift of bringing in God's beautiful fruits of the spirit. So how can we work in harmony with the fruits of the spirit to renew our minds? There's so much goodness here, and I would love for you to be a part of it. So join us for the Christian Mindset Makeover. Again, we will be opening up the doors again in September of 2021. And you can get your name on the wait list at vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mindset dash makeover. So I look forward to having you in that. And if you have any questions about that, of course, you can feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I am very easy to get a hold of there. It's at Vibrant Christian Living. All right. Take care, friends. Look forward to seeing you back here next week with another episode of the Vibrant Christian Living podcast. Have a great week. Bye-bye.